0: Welcome to the Millionaire Mindcast, where we broadcast weekly interviews with millionaire minds from across the globe to empower you on your journey of unlocking a rich and fulfilling life. It's time to unleash your millionaire within. Now, here's your host, Maddie A.
1: What's going on, guys? Welcome into today's show. We got a great guest, and Mr. Tom. McCarthy. He is the CEO or board member of eight companies, early stage investor in over 40 companies, and he is a worldwide philanthropist. This was probably one, of, uh, probably one of my favorite conversations that personally I have had recently on the show, being that he has touched on so many different aspects through the different journeys of his own entrepreneurial career, his philanthropy, and also his spiritual journey. Uh, This guy has like this capitalistic you know, beast within him who knows how to go out, make money. He started from nothing and built up a massive amount of wealth. But at the same time, he also found this way of finding this spiritual balance in the process. He's done a significant amount of personal development work on himself and, and really made a major impact in the companies and the celebrities and the athletes and the CEOs that he's been able to work with Wow. You know, you you know, a lot of coaches, right? Who don't necessarily, they haven't lived that, but they coach on it. Um, He's somebody that not only coaches on it, but he's lived it. And he's got an insane track record of success and is constantly doing big things. And so we got into a lot of stuff today, talking about NFTs and crypto and syndications and his idea on, you know, whether passive income or wealth building is more important and finding that balance. We talked about, you know, three big ideas in his new book that are coming out the breakthrough code and how you can ultimately live a limitless life and the steps that he has one done himself, but two taught others to implement in their own journeys and the impact and really the growth that these individuals have experienced. I've been in a lot of personal development and, um, took a lot of notes in today's show, so I'm really excited for you guys to get to jump in and learn a lot of the stuff that he talked about, the four quadrants of success, Um, a big energy guy, but also right this practicality and this reality of things outside of kind of this woo-woo realm that I love to play in as well, but it doesn't always resonate with a lot of people. So we got some really cool topics and content covered in today's episode. Don't forget to tag myself and Tom in the show. If you enjoy the podcast, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. If you're not subscribed, leave a five-star review in iTunes. And if you guys want to head over to millionairemindcast.com to cover or look for any of the resources or things links that he's talked about in the show. You can do that on Tom's episode at millionairemycast.com. With that being said, let's not waste any more time. Let's dig into today's episode with Mr. Tom McCarthy right after this quick message from today's show sponsors. Let's take a quick break and hear from today's show sponsor. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach can be a slow and brutal process. And in many scenarios, it's just wasting the time of both the buyer and and the seller, especially when business owners who are trying to find qualified buyers are using inaccurate and outdated data. But it doesn't have to be this way. With LinkedIn Sales Navigator, your organization can overcome these challenges by leveraging this amazing technology and platform that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights and sales. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to much better outcomes like building a bigger pipeline with real customers, leading to higher win rates and conversions, and of course, larger deals and paydays all around. We call this deep sales, and LinkedIn has built the first deep sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, our Millionaire Mindcast family has an amazing opportunity to try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get Well, I'm excited to welcome into the show today, Tom McCarthy. How are we doing, brother? Good. Great to see you, Matt. You know, I'm uh, I'm bundled up here in Northern California. It's cold. You're down in Southern California, nice Mediterranean, you know, temperate climate. And, um, you know, it looks like you got a beautiful office behind you. Where, where are you tuning into uh, from today?
0: Yeah, this is, this is my uh, office in my home. And, you know, we're a little wimpy down here in Southern California. I didn't grow up here. I grew up on the East Coast. But it's a little chilly today. It might be, you know, it's wintertime, but it's like 60 degrees. So you know, I've got my heater
1: on. Otherwise, I'd probably be wearing just what you're wearing. Tough life uh, living here in California sometimes, right? We're, uh, we're pretty spoiled with the amazing weather. Yeah. So, you know, people heard your bio um, before the show here today. And I know a lot of people are probably very curious, being that you've touched so many different industries and aspects of building wealth and i'm curious where this all started for you it got
0: started where it got started for me was at a very young age and uh, not in a positive way when i was three years old my my dad was a west point graduate army officer was sent to vietnam one month before he's supposed to come home uh he was actually killed in action in vietnam and so i can still remember being three years old i had a two-year-old brother i had a six-month-old brother who was actually born while my dad was in Vietnam. And I remember my mom talking about, you know, dad's going to be home soon. And we were all kind of excited. And I'm looking out my window one morning. My mom's getting my little brother's dress. I'm only three, but I can still remember it. A taxi cab pulling up, Army officer getting out. I'm all excited. I think it's my dad. He's coming to tell my mom my dad had uh, had passed away the day before. Wow. And very traumatic experience uh, in our family. A lot of fear, a lot of, you know, grief, all sorts of, negative emotions. And when you have something that traumatic happen at an early age, life ceases to be normal. You start looking beyond the average, the normal life, right? Where it's black, it's white, that doesn't exist anymore. At least it didn't for me. And and so I started exploring and part of it came through, you know, pain and fear and anxiety about life. But I started at an early age, not at three, but you know, earlier than most, I started reading things like, you know, Wayne Dyer, if anybody remembers him, he's since passed away, but he wrote, you know, incredible books about thinking beyond reality and, and shaping reality with your thoughts and with your mind. I wrote a book called, I remember reading the erroneous zones. Uh, Dennis Whateley, another great thought leader way back in the day, you know, wrote books like Seeds of Greatness. And so I would, I was reading those in high school or even, you know, a little bit before high school. So I was always thinking differently probably than the people that I was around, but I was trying to fit in. I was, a you know, I tried to do well in school. I was an athlete, played some college football, but always had this part of me inside that was not satisfied with the typical explanation of what's possible and the confines we have to live within. So that really is where I started. And then I, I, I was the youngest hired by um, a Wall Street firm, in their 50-year history at that time, which was many years ago. I did well with that, but I was kind of bored with it. I wasn't super enthralled with it after a couple of years. And so one morning, I'm watching TV. I think it was a Today show. I didn't even want to go into work that day. And I'm watching this the, the Today show, like a morning news show, which I never did. And a guy, Tony Robbins, came on. And this was back in the 80s. And he had just written a book called Unlimited Power. So this was his very first book. He's talking about it. And I'm like, wow, he's he's not that much older than me, I got to read his book. And so I read his book uh, very quickly, loved it, flew out here like a week later, flew out to California to San Diego, by the way, where he's based, and went through uh, one of his programs and then ended up uh, coming on board to to run all sales and marketing for him in my mid-20s. And so we had a great run. I did that for about three years. And then I really got into my own company, started my own company, Not to copy him, I actually focused on the corporate arena. So we've got clients like Salesforce, Microsoft, uh, MetLife, big financials, big tech companies. And we help them grow. We work with their CEOs and executives. We also worked with Olympic gold medalists and worked with tons of entrepreneurs too. So I've got a passion for business. I started many businesses. I've had some great exits from business. Businesses, and I just started two new businesses this year. So we have got a lot of passion around not just coaching and training, but actually getting in there and and starting and, and running and and um, just
1: helping my businesses to grow too. I love it. Well, it sounds like you know you've touched and seen a lot of different entrepreneurial endeavors, whether it's your own personal experiences or being in proximity and having exposure to so many other ones. And we have a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business owners, a lot of wealth builders that listen. this show I'm curious what some of the common threads that you've seen have made some of the most successful either individuals or companies and you know what some of those qualities or characteristics that you believe are important and you know imperative in today's landscape.
0: Yeah I just wrote a book that's going to be coming out February 25th called the Breakthrough Code. And it really does have kind of what I've observed. I try to take super complicated topics like what you know how do you Become super successful, or in this case, how do you create a breakthrough? How do you, how do you shift reality? That's what I'm really trying to help people do because we have the ability to do that. We don't have to live within the confines of what everyone else says is possible. The great people have never done that in life, right? You know, I've mentioned to you before the show, average conforms to reality. Average people just say, All right, what's possible? Let me just fit in. But greatness creates a whole new reality. It's like beyond anybody's level of thinking. And that's what that's what I see the most successful people do. How do they do it? What I've tried to do is codify. And, and what I like is no more than three big ideas. Like if it, if you have to explain it to me in four or five big ideas. Now you can have sub concepts. Like I have lots of habits, under these big ideas. But if it's like four, five, six, seven, and I used to do that. I used to do the seven keys or whatever. And I remember I'd be out speaking somewhere in the world and I'd get to key number five and if I didn't have my a PowerPoint to look at, I don't like what is key number five. I didn't even know what it is. It's too many, so I like three big things. And this book is a it's a it's a parable. It's a story about how to live a life without limits. So hopefully, it's really captivating. But there's three big ideas. Number one is anybody who's going to be great at something, what they do is they they're not trying to be great at everything, right? So they focus on less. They focus in like a laser instead of just trying to light up a whole room like a light bulb. They focus on less and then they obsess. Now, the obsession is scary for some people because, you know, a lot of people think, oh my gosh, I've got to work, you know, 22 hours a day and just be, you know, always thinking about whatever's my business or whatever it is. Look, you start a business, you're going to have to work hard. But I don't believe you always need to have the mentality that I'll only be successful if I work 20 hours a day or if I only sleep like three hours a night. That's crazy. Because what we're talking about, what I'm talking about when I say obsess is not a conscious obsession. It's a super conscious obsession. You've got two minds. You probably know this. You've got the conscious mind, which can process 40 bits of information per second. Pretty good. 40 things in one second. Not bad. But you've got a super conscious mind where your habits reside, where, you know, know, energies and creativity far beyond the conscious mind reside, and it can process 40 million bits of information per second. You should be programming the obsession down into your superconscious every morning when you're in alpha state, right when you wake up, every evening before you go to bed when you're kind of in that daydreamy like state, and then maybe a time or two during the day just for a minute or two. So consciously you're not thinking about it all the time, but the superconscious never sleeps. And once it knows what you want, it will find the resources. It will connect energetically with the right people. Uh, it'll literally create miracles when you've got the right programming. So that's number one. The second thing, so now you got your focus down. You've got the programming down. There's some habits that, that we teach in the book around that. But the big idea you got. Now, number two, what do you need to do? You need to upgrade your story to upgrade your life. So what's the most powerful story you'll ever hear Matt?
1: The one you tell yourself, man. Right there, you go, baby. Got it.
0: That's right. The one you tell yourself, and a lot of people are telling them stories, uh, telling themselves stories about you know who they are, what they're capable of, what life means that they inherited from you know their mother or their dad that that thought life was really tough or thought you had to battle every day and you could never get ahead. And we don't even notice these things, but we 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 take them on because from zero to six, we don't have any filters. The mind is completely open. And so everything that you ever hear from your parents is coming in. And you're taking it as true because they must know more than me. I'm three. And we have to start delineating and just saying, hey, look, this is not accurate. Even if it was accurate for my mom or my dad or someone else that I met way back when, I I don't want it to be accurate for me. And we can start changing. We can start shifting inside because everything's created twice. First inside, then outside. You got to really work on the inside first. And uh, my son, um, I was just talking with him like two days ago, and he called me up and said, "Dad, because what one of the programs that he's learned f- uh, from me is to program his mind internally that you know I'm always in the right place at the right time." And he is. He's always been in the right place. You know, he he, he got into Harvard. He was uh, a college basketball player, point guard, Division One college basketball player and but yesterday or two days ago he said dad uh never believe what just happened today he goes i'm walking down the street he lives up in la and he goes i'm walking you know walking his dog and i had a couple of his friends with him and this guy's just jogging down the street and all of a sudden for no reason he's jogging and he starts talking to me and asking me like you know what do i do and and my son said you know my son's 25 years old but he said you know my son told him i'm an investor and this guy was really interested in that and and so they had this great conversation, and uh, he gave my son his information. He didn't even know who he was. He looks him up. He's a guy that runs a, you know, a founder and and um, uh, managing partner of a, a three billion dollar private equity fund. You know, mostly it's his family office. So this guy's a billionaire, and and my son is working on a deal right now with some senior partners that he works with, where they're they're working on uh, trying to buy Forbes, and they took another company public, so. But all of a sudden, from this chance meeting on the street, now, two days later, they had dinner. And the guy said, you know, the minimum I invest is like $100 million. That's the minimum check I'm, I'm writing. But now he's, and, and they've got, you know, Elon Musk is looking at the deal and lots of people. But just that chance encounter, which wasn't a chance encounter because my son was always, you know, in his mind, I'm always in the right place at the right time. What if he would have walked past that point where the guy was jogging five minutes earlier? Or five minutes later, but the mind, the superconscious, has the ability once it's programmed to produce these kinds of events for people, where we go, "Oh, that person's really lucky." No, they're they just are running a better story in their mind and creating these opportunities. And then the third thing, so you get the opportunity, right? The story creates your opportunities. The third thing is you've got to pack your day with effective action, and and it doesn't mean though twenty-two hours of work. Like effective action could be meditating. Because there's recovery actions, and then there's, there's the achievement actions, I call them. And so, like you and I right now, we're hopefully doing something where we're achieving something, we're working, we're, we're communicating, we're hopefully you know, giving people great ideas. But 30 minutes ago, before I was on with you, I was sitting in one of these chairs, and I was meditating. And I didn't look at it like, okay, I'm not doing anything. I'm like, no, I'm infusing myself with even more energy so I can come into this experience with you and be at my best. Uh, so effort times effectiveness equals results. Maybe maybe you put eight hours of effort into a day. I put eight hours of, of effort into a day. But if you're four times as effective with your effort, you're not working any harder. You're not working any longer. But if you're four times effective as I am, you get four, four extra results I get. And I'm looking at you, hey, wait a minute. I'm just as smart as them. doesn't matter how smart you are. How effective are you? And so we've got lots of habits to align, but. That's what great people do. They focus and they create a super conscious obsession where powers start working in their favor. They upgrade their story. They first get rid of the old crap they've been dragging along and then they upgrade. And that, by the way, that's a lifelong thing, Matt. We we never will be totally upgraded. It's like your iPhone or whatever phone you use. There's always going to be another software that's going to come out that's going to make it even better. And in life... We have to be willing to do that, to say, you know what, I thought this
1: way for a long time let that go. I want this new programming. And then they take action. That's what the great people do, from what I've seen. I love it. I love it. I'm I'm just like you. I'm a student of life. I'm always looking for my next teacher. And there's there's always things to be learned from other people that have had, you know, great success. And based on where you're at in your journey, right? There's, there's common threads and themes that no matter who you are, how successful or unsuccessful you are, if you're looking to top grade and level up and break through new ceiling and make it your new floor, you can implement and test and tweak and optimize these things. And I love what you talked about in these three steps and a couple of questions that come to mind is, you know we've heard a couple of different narratives around obsession, right? And, and I agree when you're, when you're first starting to kind of get over that first kind of summit, um, on your journey, there, there's got to be that obsession where you are grinding and hustling. But there's a lot of different stories that people have heard and been told. Obsession is kind of um, sometimes a dangerous word. But at the same time, like you said, there's there's balance that can be found in that. How do you suggest people find balance in that obsession without tipping too far in one direction or the other?
0: Yeah, that's so. That's kind of the big point. I think it, I, I I do not want to be consciously obsessed with something. I want to be super consciously obsessed because my conscious mind is limited. It's like an old 1970s computer, right? It can process some, but it's not like having a brand new super powered you know laptop or desktop. So that's the super conscious. So the way that I the way that I teach to program it is a couple of things. Uh, we're all here, I believe, for, to fulfill a life purpose, right? You know, Mark Twain said the two most important days of your life are the day you're born and the day you find out why. And, and then our purpose extends into not just our work and companies, it extends into everything we do. I teach people that your purpose is not what you do, it's what happens in other people when you do what you do. And so my purpose is to, to help people experience life the way it was meant to be experienced without limits. And so I can do that with my companies. I can do that with my own wealth creation, my investments. Cause if I, if I literally have like a huge goal, a net worth goal, which I do have by the way, and you know, done well, but my goal is even way bigger than what I've done. If I accomplish that, I don't just get the money. Like the money to me, it's like, okay, I've got enough money, but expanding reality where that becomes something that is real for me. Now I get better at helping other people do it. So I connect that to my purpose. So I think whenever you have a, and I only like to call it a goal because when I think I got, Oh, here's my goal. It's like, okay, maybe I'll get to the goal. I call it my result. So I create results first inside. And then I, I make, I do my best to make sure. And I don't win all the time. Nobody does, but I, I win more than I lose. and, and so, creating that result, and then and then creating the reality where that result matches it, right? Where I have that result, but I connect it to my purpose. I connect it back to why I'm really here, which is important. I'm not here to make a bunch of money. I'm not here to, you know, have a very nice home and homes. But I'm not. That's not why I'm here. I'm here for more reason, something more deep and and powerful than that. But these are proof that reality can be bent. Because I tell people, if I can do it, anyone can do it. So the obsession part, the, the, the thing I would do is every morning, every evening, and then probably one time in between, or, or maybe more, so just a few times, you have to remember to do it. We're programming the superconscious, and I've got this habit, I call it see, feel, believe. So see it, feel it, believe it, whatever you want. You've got to see it. Got to see it pretty clearly. And if you don't visualize well, describing it to yourself, you know, now I'm, I'm looking at my bank accounts and I see them, you know, with this amount of money. And so if you can't visualize well, I, I tell people just describe it and you'll start visualizing better. But see feel it, what does it feel like to know that your business is already in that place of what you see as incredible success and then believe it. Like really have a feeling of certainty that you already have it. When I work with world champions and they're getting ready to go in competition, that's exactly what I do have them do. I have them see themselves executing at the level where they find a way to win, I have them feeling what it feels like to win. And then I have them having them believing that right now, right now, it's already happened, which is crazy for people. But if you suspend belief and you allow yourself to do that, now the super conscious has its orders. That's the obsession. The super conscious obsesses, not this crazy maniacal conscious obsession
1: that'll drive you into the dirt and burn you out. I love that, right? Because I think there's, there's a distinction in between those two, the super conscious and the conscious and how that obsession can be misconstrued sometimes for people that they think that it's got to consume them physically all the time. And I think that's a good point to segue into this ideology of a lot of people are confused on like, man, I, I know I want to be better. Um I know I don't want my my past to to equal my future and I gotta upgrade you know my identity and change my thermostat and and, it, and that kind of sounds like some of the framework that you use, right the the see it, feel it, and believe it to change that yeah. identity or that story or is there more to that? That's the initial part. That's just
0: really seeing the result and making sure the super conscious knows with with because a lot of people, well, you know affirmations in the past. You know, I feel confident, but they didn't. They didn't really feel confident. They didn't see themselves being confident. They didn't feel themselves being confident. They didn't believe they were confident. They were just using words. The the mind does not really understand words. It understands visualization. That's why athletes visualize. That's why you know pretty much any successful person is visualizing what they want before it happens. And it understands feeling. It understands and, and belief is just a feeling of certainty. So that's the missing link for most people they want big things but they see the big thing outside of where they ever are and and, and they never really quite reach it you've got to see yourself having that big thing like and and there's and then story is, is different right so story is just doing additional little programs that you're 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 driving down into the superconscious. like uh, one of the stories I have, one of the aspects I have in my story is I track to me the people, events, and energy to enhance my prosperity and fun. I deserve the best life has to offer. But I see that, I feel it, I believe. And it's not just a saying for me um, about time. I have enough time to do everything I need, and I choose to do it and do it well with time to spare. You know, before I was like, oh, I don't have enough time. I never tell myself that story anymore. It's a crap story. You never have enough time is it a great way to be frustrated and feel overwhelmed. Right. But people go, well, tell me, you don't realize I don't have enough time. You have the same amount of time as everybody else. Right? So stop telling yourself that story and tell yourself you have enough time to do everything I need. Now, maybe it means delegating. Maybe it means being more effective with your time. But don't tell yourself you don't have enough time. That's a crap story that a lot of people get caught up in.
1: That's great. I think that's a, a perfect, you know topic to tie into this effective action piece right a, a lot of people mistake movement for achievement and they think just because they're busy or that they're moving around and you know trying and doing a lot of things that they're actually moving the needle forward in the most effective ways that make the greatest impact in their life and you talked about the recovery actions and the achievement actions and yeah I'm a big believer in habits and disciplines. And I try and not only one look at, reflect on, and tweak and optimize my own, but I'm always curious and learning about others as well who are high achievers and who find way to do things very effectively in shorter periods of time and are kind of hackers, right? And I'm curious what some of yours are or others that you work with in terms of the maybe most important recovery actions and achievement actions that people might be able to spotlight and narrow the scope down to some really critical key, you know, needle movers.
0: Yeah. And I think everybody needs to find their own, like mine may not work for someone else, but I make sure I get sufficient sleep. I didn't used to, I used to think, you know, sleep is for losers, right? (laughs) I remember, you know, when I was, uh, Tony Robinson, a good friend of mine, but he had this saying, you know, sleep less, live more. And then he, uh, you know, now he sleeps more, right? Because he's understood, he understood like, hey, that's not a great long-term recipe. You've got, right. with sleep, you've got REM sleep, where it's rapid eye movement sleep. And what you're doing there is you're dreaming, but you're more than dreaming, you're letting go of all the stresses of the previous day. Do you want to bring the stresses into the next day? Well, if you want to bring the stresses into the next day make sure you don't get enough sleep. Make sure you don't get enough REM sleep. Mm-hmm. The other type of sleep that is really important is deep sleep. And deep sleep is where your tissues repair. If you want to go into the next day without your tissues repairing and re- being repaired and your immune system being compromised, then great. Don't get enough sleep. So, you know, I get enough sleep. I have lots of different processes. One, I told you, I, every every morning I'm programming myself. Like I'm just running a program. It's like, you know, putting it down into the... Hard drive. Every evening, I'm putting into the hard drive. I always get some exercise, but it varies. I may do qigong, I may do hard cardio, some weights, I may just go for a walk. But I'm always doing that. And then typically, this I can't always do this. I shouldn't say I can't because I could, but I choose not to always do this. But typically, I'm not starting my you know kick ass part of the day until I do think ten o'clock. Mm. Now it doesn't mean I'm not doing anything part of ten. I'm getting myself ready. I'm doing my meditations. I'm doing my workout. I'm, I'm doing my programming. I'm doing you know maybe a little time just talking with my wife in the morning. My, my two kids, but uh, actually one of them is still here, but the other one uh, I mentioned lives up in Los Angeles. So I make sure I'm just like really getting ready for the day. Now I don't always do that. Sometimes I start at eight. Sometimes I start at seven. But most of the days I don't feel like I need to do that. I can. Because I've got good leverage. I've got really good people in my companies that can do great things for me and teams and, and even just, you know, collaborators that, that I work with. I can do that. And sometimes I'll work, you know, into the evening, like in the evening time before I go to bed is usually my study time. So I'll do some stuff with my wife. Um, then she'll go to bed. I don't say it really late, but uh, I might spend an hour reading. Or spend an hour, like just working with my mind to work on shifting reality, right? Which I believe, I believe in alchemy. So uh, you know, that's kind of my some of the habits of my day. And then I'll usually midday I'll, I'll meditate. I'll do some 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 form of meditation or something like that, or something fun too. Something fun in my day is always a great habit to have.
1: Yeah, I love that. You talked about alchemy. And, and I know that you're a big believer in in energy and, and obviously the, the breakthrough code is, uh, an exciting parable and story around, you know, the powers of being able to utilize energy and, and a lot of the strategies and techniques that you're talking about to live life without limits. And, you know, I, I believe that we are same as you, um, we are power plants and we have the ability through how we program ourselves to be unlimited energy and can project that out into the world to get the results that we desire. And I'm curious to learn a little bit more about the breakthrough code and you know, maybe some, some teasers of what people might be able to find in the book. Yeah. So the three big ideas are in the book and it's a, a young person that is
0: uh, in business and and has tons of talent, but struggling, like not knowing how to really focus in and, and create that super conscious obsession, not knowing that the story that he's bringing into everything he does, which is kind of making him stuck is something he control and change, not knowing truly how to have effective action in your day. Like, for instance, one thing that uh, everyone should do is I call it have your network of be, be taking some time each week to build your network of empowerment. People that you can add value to, that have power and reach, that also can return value to you. You don't ask for them to do anything for you up front, but people that are maybe beyond, beyond where you are in terms of achievement in their life. But building that network, almost all the opportunities that come to me now, and I'm talking about huge opportunities, like I've had, uh, been able to participate in 3 IPOs this year alone. Or actually last year 2021, you know, where I made a lot of money, but they they weren't generated by me.
1: Are you interested in boosting your income by an extra $50,000 this year? If so, you're going to love what I've got in store for you. I am beyond excited to officially announce an incredible opportunity to join me in my exclusive mastermind which will include myself and 25 other hand selected investors
0: You know, I added some value to people that then had these opportunities and then came to me and asked me if I wanted to participate at uh, like the sponsor level, and and so I, I made millions. That came through my network. It I wasn't me being smart or doing things like that. It was my network that I built over the years. And so, if you're a young person, keep that in mind. Build your network. Uh, the other another thing I would say, really quick around action, is that. There's been a lot of talk over the years that, you know, only do what you love. Only doing what you love is good to a certain extent, but what I find the true leaders in life, the true people that achieve greatness, they they sometimes will do what they hate to get what they want. I'm not talking about doing anything unethical or illegal, but just things that they don't really like to do. Like when I was writing the uh, book Breakthrough Code, uh, one thing I don't really like to do, I'm not super detail oriented. And so I'd write, you know, a chapter and then I had an editor and, you know, she would send back like, you know, some ideas. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Now I got to read this thing through. You know, I already read it once. I'm going to read it (laughs) again. And I would hesitate, but then I would get in. I'm like, Oh, this is fun. Like a new idea would pop in my head. And I actually found that I like doing it. And meditation, I used to like. How am I going to sit there for twenty minutes? Come on, this is crazy. Right, right. now, I love it. It's like the, the tool I have that if I feel a little frazzled, I can just like reclaim energy and have great ideas pop into my head. So avoiding what you think you don't like is a, is a recipe of like staying where you where you are right now. Uh, we have a four quadrants that I talk about in the book. And again, the book is a, a story. So you get to learn through ex, uh, experience and mentors, and hopefully it's a lot of fun and stickier. And, and when people pre-register, or, you know, pre-buy register pre the book, because uh, the book's not out until February 25th, but if you pre-order the book, I also have a, a masterclass that we're giving as a bonus that's normally $495. It's a couple hours where we really coach you through this, this concept. But one of the things we have is, is imagine four quadrants. And on the bottom, you're measuring, and it's you're, you're going to put actions in each of these quadrants. But at the bottom, you've got impact on results. So if you go towards the left, there's things you do that we all do in our day that have very little impact, meaningful impact on the results you really want to achieve. And then if you go farther to the right, there's things you can do that have tons really get you there more effectively and faster. But then we have another, we have the other axis. So the x-axis is horizontal. The vertical axis. We're measuring likability. There's things you do in a day that you don't like. There's things you do in a day that you love to do. The breakthrough quadrant is the lower right-hand quadrant because it's the things you don't like to do that have huge impact on your results. Mm. They need to be done, either leveraged by delegating, but sometimes you need to dip your toe into those things and do them, and it's it's the gold that no one's mining. It's like, oh, I'm not good at that. I can't do that. Hey, If I if I stuck to all the things that I wasn't good at, I wouldn't be doing anything I'm doing right now. I was I was so shy. I was a crappy speaker, and now I do it for a living. I never thought I could do that, but I I didn't even like doing it. I didn't want to do it, but I did it and I got better at it. I wrote two books on how to do it now. Leadership. When I first started in Tony Robbins' company, I was in my mid-20s. I didn't know how to lead. I was, I was a fish out of water. I was not that great at it, but I decided to learn how to become the best I could be and I studied the best. and now I feel like I'm a really great leader not because I was born that way, but I worked to develop that in me. And I didn't like it at first, right? So this is part of getting out of your own way is letting go of all the old beliefs you've had about yourself
1: and really recreating yourself every day. I love that. I think the one of the things that I just wrote down was avoiding what you think you don't like as a recipe for staying where you are. And I think that's so important. You know, uh, one of my mentors always says, you know, repetition is the mother of all success. And whether it's on things that you like to do or don't like to do, if it's required to unlock, whether it's the next level in your career, your job, getting that pay raise or bumping your, you know. Uh, your career, or it's taking your marriage or your parenting to the next level. You have to do what is required. So I really love that because I think a lot of people now, right? They just want to. They float towards what is easy. They float towards what you know feels warm and cozy and fuzzy. And I know for me, you know, what's built the best character, the most grit, you know, the most confidence. Honestly, has been yeah. the shit that I don't like doing, and I did yeah. it anyways. And looking back, you know. I'm still whole. I still got a pulse. I'm still alive. You know, my wife and my kids still love me. Okay. Like that, that's, that builds confidence and that builds skill. I call that weaponizing yourself. You put more tools on your tool belt that you didn't have were there. And it doesn't mean you have to stay doing those things forever, but at least, and I'm sure you can attest to this as well. The most successful and impactful people that I've met or seen, um, you know, they went through and and sludged and trudged through the mud and, and did a lot of things that they didn't like early on until they earned the right to not have to do those things anymore, right? Yeah, absolutely. I love you've got Einstein behind
0: you because that's one of my yeah one of my heroes. He said everything's energy and energy follows thought. So that's what we're talking about. And and being an alchemist, it's it's really using thought. Everything is energy. You know the the. The laptop that we're looking at, or in my case, a desktop. You know, the the chair I'm sitting on. You know, me as a human being, you as a human being. That hat you're wearing on your head is just condensed energy, right? You know, vibrating at a certain frequency. But everything's energy, and energy follows thought. That's what Einstein said. The smartest, probably one of the smartest people to walk the planet. And what he what he discovered is that we can create with our minds. We, we I do we do need action, but Even the action will be guided by your mind. If you've got the right, because action, the action you take is determined by how you think and how you feel. That you know, the story that you're telling yourself that determines your action. So even action comes from thought. Yeah. It's energy that's emanating from thought. So I love again, I love that.
1: That's a great, I love, I love the the colors there too. I've got a Find it's, it's vibrant, man. I, I like I like vibrancy. I like energy, yeah. like you says, right? And and I think that's such a g- important thing for people nowadays, with so many different distractions and so many different you know paths that you can take. You know where attention goes, energy flows. So you really have mm-hmm. to make sure that attention is, um, like you said, laser focused. You know, simplifying, less is more, making it that obsession. And so some really great stuff here. I want to turn. The corner a little bit in terms of you've got this, you know, um, spiritual and, and energetic and, and holistic approach about you. But I also can see that you've got this drive and this you know passion for creating wealth and for growing your wealth and for making an impact with your wealth. And you mentioned a net worth goal. I always love to know, you know, for for people, um, is net worth more important to you, or is passive income more important to you?
0: Well, yeah, they're both really important. So, with my, when when you're growing, when you're growing wealth, uh, sometimes you'll sacrifice some passive income to create more growth. You know, uh, I'm in. So, I I've got different things I invest in. So, I invested a lot of commercial real estate, which has great passive income. Yep. And and I've got you know people managing it. Also, I have quite a bit of residential real estate. So. Some were flipping, uh, some were actually buying and holding and, and leasing and renting, but uh, I'm, not, I'm not out there buying it. You're not out there. The other thing I've learned is I invest with experts. So I find the very best people and then I have them do that work for me. And so like my commercial real estate, almost all of that, uh, I buy uh, along with a billionaire friend of mine. That is, that, that's what he does really, really well. That's not my forte looking at apartment complexes or shopping centers and making decisions, uh, but he's amazing. And back in 2008, I think it was, I had not invested with him prior to then, but he's, he was a friend of mine and, uh, they had the big market crash. And I said, you know, his name was Marcus and Mark, um, you, I I'll never have the time because he's, he's older than me, right? You know, I've never had the time to ever catch up to your expertise, but I'd love to co-invest with you. And he said, sure, I'll let you do that. And so I came on and, and we bought at that time, actually bought residential real estate, even though most of the stuff is commercial. We bought like a thousand houses in Las Vegas. And so houses that had been two hundred eighty dollars $300,000, we bought for like $85,000 uh, a piece. The rents did go down. So we have tons of great income. And then we sold them to, I think it was Morgan Stanley or some big group, you know, bought the whole lot. So I do, I do have... I do like passive income i used to not do that because i was thinking just growth 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 right but i like passive income but what i'm doing with that income i'm not using it to live on i'm reinvesting it so i'm compounding so that's what i love to do with passive income but I also like growth i'm in some uh, i was a late adopter for crypto but now i'm in you know fairly big and nfts but also kind of the picks and shovels like the blockchain uh and then uh, i'm in tech uh, is one of the IPOs that we did this year was an educational nice. technology company. And, and then, um, you know, lots of other different things, you know, cannabis manufacturing plant, like you just like crazy stuff. But, and these are all things that typically I'm doing through, through other people that have had lots of success
1: yep. and then I'm investing with them. And then some is just me, yeah. but, but, but less of that. I love it. I mean, it's and and you you answered a couple of the questions that I was going to ask you already in terms of different vehicles and you know how you like to structure deals. It sounds like there's some you know co GP syndication type stuff that you guys are doing. Obviously, some you know stuff that you're doing on your own, exploring some you know stable um, you know asset classes and also some some new exploratory you know green asset classes. So I love that. What is, would you say, your kind of overall portfolio makeup between stocks, real estate, and maybe some fringe alternative investments? Yeah,
0: that's a great question. I think, you know, I'm I'm, I'm pretty heavily weighted real estate. My daughter, uh, who uh, was an All-American soccer player at UCLA, and then she worked in private equity for a few years, we, we're just, uh, we're building a, a complex out in Joshua Tree, California, which a lot of young younger people are going out there now. So we're building nice. three out there on 20 acres that we're gonna be Airbnb-ing. So, uh, you know, on quite a bit of real estate in Southeast part of the country. Uh, So I would say probably, and even stuff over in Europe, we own a commercial building, but I'd say pretty heavily weighted uh, real estate, maybe 60%. And then uh, I manage some of our equity portfolio, but I have like some money managers actually managing a ton too. And then, uh, you know, just like special purpose type things, like, so that a couple of the IPOs I did this year uh, were SPACs, so uh, special yeah. acquisition companies. And I, I was a sponsor in a couple of those. Oh, so any nice. Sponsorship shares and, and so just like different things. Like, it's really pretty crazy. I don't do everything though. I'm very careful. I don't, because I've been dumb in the past, right? Where I I've put money when I was younger into some stuff that looked too good to be true. And you know what? It was too good to be true. Yeah. And so I, I've certainly have lost money and, and I've learned. And now if I'm going to put a big chunk in, I'm going to do it with somebody who has a track record and has some success. And that's cost me a little bit. Like uh, one of the IPOs that, that uh, actually it didn't go public last year, but it will go public this year was an energy company. And young guy dropped out of Yale. Brought it to me, super smart guy. He, he started an organization called Helena to solve the world's biggest problem. So, this was like an electrical storage, alternative storage type company, alternative to batteries, really cool concept. Came out of Bill Gross's Idea Lab. And uh, the young guy brought it to me, and it was at, we were investing at in like a hundred million dollar valuation. And there's some players in there, like SoftBank was coming in, Aramco. And I'm like, you know, uh, how much did I put in? So I didn't put in, I I put in a reasonable amount, like a couple hundred thousand, like it wasn't like crazy, crazy money. Right. And then they just announced they're going public uh, last year. So it's been announced, but they haven't actually done the merger with the SPAC where it was uh, about an 8X, like, you know, within a year for me. Phenomenal. Uh, You know, so I made some good money, but I'm thinking, gosh darn it, right? Why didn't I put, you know... A million would have been eight million, or you know, ten million would have been eighty million. Yeah, I uh, had yeah. two hundred thousand in it, so you know, I can't be greedy. But you know, the, the lots of different things like that will pop up. A lot of them I say no to. Yeah, um, the crypto space I think is kind of crazy right now because yeah. there's there's a lot of uh, there's some smart money going in. There's some really good assets, and there's some dumb money going into you know some assets that look really good right now that'll end up being worthless. So you have, you have to be careful with that too. And, and that's part of even programming. My programming that I do with myself around wealth is to make great decisions and find a way to win. I love so that. I avoid making, not that I'll be perfect I know I'll make some mistakes, but I avoid making serious mistakes that cost a lot of my network.
1: Yeah. Well, I think um, you mentioned something that we, we talk a lot about as well as, you know, I invest in different syndications as well. And, you know, I have my own syndications. We've done apartments, we're doing. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. A ground up opportunity zone right now on the Riverwalk in San Antonio for a nice. boutique, for a boutique hotel and um, yeah it really does it comes down to obviously the you know the pro forma is one thing and the opportunity yeah. is one thing um, you know obviously the opportunity within the market and where that's at but also like you said the most important thing is you know if you're metaphorically looking at yourself as a jockey and you're getting on a horse does that horse know how to run the race that we're trying to run in order to take what's in that pro forma and actualize it in real life? Because as an operator, that's one of the hardest things you can sell a great story, but the execution of it is a whole nother thing. And so track record, right? I think is like you said, very, very important reputation. Um, and, and I always love hearing different kind of decision-making matrices or, you know, buy box criteria and how you kind of narrow that down. So really cool stuff. Cause I love your approach in terms of the practicality of it, but then there's also this intuition, this, this experience and this gut feeling yeah. that I can yeah. tell kind of drive some of your decision-making as well. Yeah, absolutely. So as you have, you know, made a significant amount of money, um, a big piece is, you know, that that there's a skill and you know characteristics uh, that go into that. But then there's this other side of it: is how do you keep as much of it? How do you protect as much of it as possible? What different tax strategies, estate planning strategies, do you kind of subscribe to? Um, and as a follow-up question to that, you know, is wealth something that you want to make legacy-wise and pass on to your kids? Is it something that you don't care about and you want to spend it all before the end of your lifetime or give it away? What's your your take on that?
0: Yeah, I've told my kids. My kids are my kids are going to be really successful. They already are very successful. So Sounds like I, it. But I but I told them, I told them, you know, I told them a long time ago, "Hey, we'll, we'll give you a little bit, but go make your own." Like, you know, I didn't I didn't have anything. And I think you I think you mentioned this at the beginning, you know, that's that's actually a benefit. Like the, you know, I, I we live in a in a really nice area here and and so a lot of families around us are you know, fabulously wealthy, and and my my they would be friends of my kids, and my kids would come back and say, well, you know, so and so, you know, their mom and dad gave them this, this, and this. And I go, that's awesome. Like you're not getting it. Don't ask me for it. right. <laughs> and, and and they they go, you know, dad. I, I think at one point my son he was being funny, but he goes, dad, you're the uh, and my wife too, because my wife is actually very. Believe it or not, frugal, right? You know, her dad was always that way, and he accumulated actually a pretty nice net worth. But he was an FBI agent, right? Retired at fifty, but was always investing and started a bank and did all these great things. And uh, so the joke he used to say was that you know you guys are the 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 cheapest rich people. which We're not cheap, him. right? We're not cheap. We you know we, but 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 cheap in terms of him, right? Yeah, because, right. Right. But. but but it's helped him. I said, look, I want you to learn how to make it. I don't want you to just like be someone who's it's given to. I, I the wealth that that we accumulate, some will go to the kids, but you know, not not you know, a small portion of it. We want to give it away. We want to very cool impact the world. You know, I believe, you know, health, wealth, impact, right? You want to be healthy because if you're not healthy and feeling good and, and just healthy in your body, but healthy in your relationships. Healthy in the way you treat the planet. Like if you're not doing that, then you don't feel good, and then it's harder to create wealth. And again, wealth—not just financial wealth—wealth in relationships, wealth in all these different aspects. So you know, you work on your your, and health, extend your life, becoming you know more vibrant, energetic, feeling good, seeing the world in a positive way instead of focusing on the negative. Then work on wealth, and then when you have that, then you can create true impact—not just you know, buying the toys, but creating true impact on the planet, which is, you know, where I'm steering
1: towards uh, Um, doing with, with money that we have. I love it, man. I mean, you've got this capitalistic spirit, um, but you, but you use it in such a impactful way. And I got a lot of admiration and respect for that because obviously, uh, especially in today's world, right. Capitalism uh, is a touchy subject for a lot of people, especially in our country. And, um, I believe it's one of the greatest things that you know has ever been introduced to uh, America and in the world in general through innovation and creativity and and how it's made an impact and, and bettered so many different things, but also that you found this um what feels like a pocket, a sweet spot of you know, uh the other qualities and balances that go along with that. That sometimes people can get you know, pulled in the wrong direction from. So I just want to say thank you, man, for for your time today and the conversation. Oh, so many is. insights and and things that you've shared. I know there's going to be a lot of people that want to get the book. Um, they want to, you know, follow what you're up to and hear more about your content and the material that you got out there. So where's the best place for them to do that? Now, The book is probably the best place to go right now. I do have a website, TomMcCarthy.com. Uh,
0: but the book right now, if you order it, as I mentioned, there's a, a normally this, it's a few hour masterclass. We're giving it away for a $19 and 95 cent book. And normally it'd be like, you know, $495 for the masterclass. So uh, I really wanted to incent people because I put my, my heart, my soul into this book, uh, I'm not doing the book for the money. I really am doing it to, to get the word out, to show people how to live this amazing life. So we wanted to make a big incentive. Uh, so that would be a great place. And there's, you know, right away, even though the book doesn't come out till later, you get the masterclass where I'm coaching you through these habits. In bite-sized segments where you can really take action on it. Uh The other place would be Instagram. I was never that big on social media. I've got a you know decent following, but I never did that much. But now we're starting to do it because I was always working with CEOs and corporate leaders and just in my own businesses where I got you know paid to go all over the world to speak, but it would be for you know Microsoft or that type thing. Now with a book, where we're trying to help more entrepreneurs and and people that are on your show here. So. uh, I'm doing more social media. And so Instagram at the Tom McCarthy. And I put the 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 in not for ego. I don't think I'm that great, by the way. Uh, But Tom McCarthy was already taken. So the Tom McCarthy. And if you follow me there, I'm do. i starting to do little videos and and all sorts of other cool stuff. And then we'll be building out a YouTube channel too for people that uh, will be on the way. So those are some ways. But the BreakthroughCode.com is a great way to get started. And I hope people really take the knowledge in the book and, and put it into into their lives because there's so much we're, we're capable. There's so much more we're capable of. Even myself, like I know there's so much more. I, I'm not done yet, and I'm 60 years old, right? You know, I started thinking in the late 50s. Hey, should I slow down? Right? Do I really need to do more? And then I started like three new companies last year in 2021, and uh, and it's been awesome.
1: I love it. Well, we'll be sure to link all that up, guys. Go and check that out, MillionaireMindcast.com. Um, we'll have all the links in the show notes uh, on Tom's episode. And obviously, you can head over to uh, all the resources that he mentioned and, and check out what um, you know, Tom is sharing with everyone. Get the book. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to tag Tom on social media, the right Tom McCarthy and um, Official Marie. A. Um, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss another episode. If you enjoyed the show, leave a five star review. And Tom, brother, thank you so much for your time today. Really wonderful meeting you. And, and thank you for all the great work you're doing, Matt. Well, that wraps up this week's episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that interview. And if you did, all I ask is that you share it with somebody else who maybe needs to hear this today or that could gain some value from something that was talked about or discussed in today's interview. You just never know one piece of information, a conversation, a tool, a resource can completely transform and change the trajectory of someone's life or their business. So if you get any kind of value or you wanna support the show, all we ask is that you help us organically get this in front of more people Also, for those of you who are really looking to accelerate your wealth-building journey and unlock more financial freedom, get more time back, and just level up your life, your business, your finances, be sure to head over to therichlifeacademy.com to check out all the amazing products and resources that we offer to our Millionaire Mindcast family, whether that's one-on-one coaching with me, courses from our guests, all kinds of free content, downloads, checklists, upcoming event info, and how you can connect with us live, in person, all kinds of great valuable tools you can get that over at the RichLifeAcademy.com. Last but not least, I always wanna know, who do you guys wanna hear me interview next? Let me know, shoot me a text at 844-447-1555. With that being said, until next time, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your March to Million and Beyond. Cheers, my friend.